Hey fam. Hello. 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 Family. Y'all know I got a word. I got a word. Okay. I got a word. I was laying in my bed this morning and the Lord just placed this word in my spirit. So now I'm bringing it to you. And the Lord told me to tell you, you are a curse breaker. Okay. You are a curse breaker. Generation after generation, the Lord has been trying to bring your your ancestors, your family into the promised land. And they all were scared of the giants in the land. You know, they wouldn't trust God in the process. But the Lord has, he has anointed you and he is determined to bring you into the promised land. All he need is your obedience, okay? For generations now, no one has entered the land. No one has accessed the land. But the Lord said, I'm doing something new with you. You're going into this land and you are getting what is yours, says the Lord. No longer will your family be casted out the land, but I'm bringing you close to me, says the Lord. This ain't even about you. This is generational. Do you hear me? He just knew your heart. The Lord said, I just knew your heart. I knew you would obey me. I knew you would trust me. I knew when you would come to the battles, you still wouldn't turn your back on me, but you would stand firm in what my word has told you. That's why I have chosen you. I sent your heart. Remember? When um Saul, no, not Saul, Samuel was an, um trying to find the next king, and um he was he was like, sure this is it, sure this is it, looking at David's brothers, but the Lord said, uh, uh-uh. man looks at the outward, but God, God looks at man's heart. He seen that that um David was out there tending the sheep. He knew that David was out there um, seeking him. He sought after God. God seen his heart, okay? Nobody else in David's family had a heart like David. Do you hear me? Even with the mistakes. The one thing I love about David, right? Remember when he was messing with Bathsheba and then Bathsheba got pregnant and he killed Uriah and it was just like a a whole mess. And how the Lord was like, after the Lord had rebuked him and he gave him his punishment, and he said that the baby wasn't going to live that Bathsheba was pregnant with, right? And how he mourned for that baby, right? But the moment that David found out the baby died, you know what he did? He went into the house of the Lord and he praised God. He worshiped God. He didn't blame God. To the point where people around him was looking like, we can't tell him that the baby's dead because sure enough, he is going to go off. That's what the people was thinking. Like he is going to go off when he find out about this because he has been mourning for this child since the beginning of this child's sickness. He has been mourning. Do you hear me? But it was David's heart towards God. It was how much David loved God. And then how the Lord still blessed him and Bathsheba with Solomon. I'm just saying, like, that is just a slither of why I love um, my favorite, like, part about when you read about David. Like, that's, like, one of my favorite parts because God will just do it. He will just bless your mess, I'm telling you. But David was raised up to be a curse breaker. Do you understand that? Do you understand that David was a curse breaker in his family? He brought his family into the kingdom. Joseph was a curse breaker. 
It didn't look like Joseph was the curse breaker because he was in that pit. You hear me? He was betrayed. He was sold into slavery, but it all pushed him into the purpose. You know what I love about Joseph? I love about Joseph how, um, like once he seen his brothers, he couldn't let the anger and the bitterness stay in his heart, but he had to let out a deep, deep well. He had to cry because he, although he was hurt, he knew that his family needed him in that time. He knew that he loved them still. He was filled with compassion still. That's why I love the story of Joseph. Okay. Because it's all in the process. It was the pruning. The Lord knew exactly when to bring his brothers to him. He knew exactly when it was time for his brothers, for his family to come to him. Because he seen Joseph's heart. I can keep going, okay? But I'm just going to give you, that was just a little slither. And I want you to know something. The Lord has seen your heart. He has, he's pleased with you. He knows that you won't give up on him. He knows that when the battles get hard, you won't run and flee from him. But he knows that you will run to him. He knows that you will run into his arms. And he is getting ready to show that off. He is getting ready to use you to show off to people what faithfulness looks like. Because you have been faithful in the little So now he's making you a ruler over much. But it's because of your heart. You understand? A lot of people can't be trusted with pain. You can't just trust anybody with pain. You can't just trust people to go through hell and back. You know what I'm saying? To go through hell to get to their promise. And you can't trust a lot of them. You know what I'm saying? You just can't. Look at Joshua. Joshua was a curse breaker. It's just, it's it's a time because the Lord sees the heart of his people. He sees the heart of everyone, but he knows the heart of his people. You hear what I'm saying? He knows that he can trust you and you need to just believe that. Believe that God trusts you even when it doesn't feel like it. Believe that God trusts you in where you are at because as you are feeling forsaken, as you are feeling abandoned, as you are feeling that God has turned his back on you, you still choose to seek after him. You still choose to keep pressing on. And the Lord sees that in you. He loves that part of you. Do you understand? He put the Holy Spirit within you as a deposit of what is to come. Do you understand that? Do you know that God placed his spirit in you? Child, listen. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You are a curse breaker. You have been anointed for such a time as this. You will show this world what the love of the father looks like. I hear him saying, you will be my threshing instrument. He is going to use you. He's going to use you. The very one that's thinking, nah, he can't use me. He's going to use you. All the ones that people mocked you when you told them your dreams. People got angry with you when you told them your dreams. People 
made 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 little of what you said that you that you see yourself doing. They made you feel so little. They made you feel like it was impossible. Those same people are going to come back and they are going to just marvel at God's righteousness. They are going to see that the whole time it wasn't even you that they were scoffing at, but they were scoffing at the Lord. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Just keep on believing. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, but you can't see it. So you just keep on using your faith. You keep on pressing on. And when you see a Goliath in your land, you go back to when the Lord used to to show you how he was winning the battles for you. How he was saving you from the lions. How he was saving you from these snakes. And you remember that and you use that faith to knock down Goliath. You can bring down Goliath with your faith. Do you understand me? Because that is what is standing in your way to the kingdom is that Goliath. And the Lord is saying, I need you to use your faith right now. I need you to use your faith. That Goliath is only going to move by your faith, says the Lord. There's nothing else that's going to do it. You got to, you got to have faith that when you throw this pebble of, uh, of faith at Goliath, that he's going to fall. David ain't throw no brick. He ain't, he ain't throw no boulder. He had a little, a little smooth rock. He had a little rock, y'all. And it, and it knocked down Goliath because the Lord was showing you all you need is a mustard seed and you can tell this giant to move and he will move. Do you understand me? That giant will move. Do you understand me? But you got to believe it. You got to believe it, okay? And I want to give you the Bible verse that the Lord brought to me. It's Exodus 20, verse 5. Let's go to Exodus 20, verse 5. Um, Let's go down all the way to verse 5. I'm at 12, child. How do I go down there for? All right. Um, let's start at verse 4. Let's start at verse 3. <laughs> you must not have any other God but me. You must not make for yourself an idol of any kind or an image of anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods? I lay the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected, even children in the third and fourth generation of those who reject me. But I will lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commands. Let me tell you something. That is talking that's talking about you. You are a curse breaker, but the Lord He's giving you a command today. You can't have no idols. You can't put nothing before Him. It's God and God alone and the uppercase G God. Not no lowercase G, the uppercase G, the only true and living God. He is saying to you, if you obey me. And and you truly love me. I will lavish unfailing love on you. 
And let me tell you something about falling in love with the Lord. You fall in love with God because he loved you first. When you start to see that you love me first, despite all my shortcomings, despite all my flaws, despite my disloyalty, you still choose to love me? Even when I was your enemy, you still chose to love me? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, and that's how you fall in love with him. And that true love, that first Corinthians chapter 13 type of love. That's the true love that the Lord wants from you. He wants you to be patient. When he gives you a promise, he wants you to be patient. He wants you to be kind. He don't want you to be arrogant. He only wants you to rejoice in the truth. Let me tell you something. I know I'm always saying let me tell you something because I got to tell you something. Let me tell you something. You are a curse breaker. The Lord is doing it. It will happen for you. And nothing is going to get in the way of the plans of the Lord. Okay. Let me tell you something. My Bible verse today. My Bible verse today was um, Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Okay, you are getting ready to see how all things, all things, even the hurt, even the betrayal, even the pain, even the persecution, even the mocking, even the scoffing. You will see how all of that has is going to work for your good. God is about to show you. He said he's about to bring you to a whirlwind. He's about to cause your head to spin. Do you understand? Your head is going to spin, okay? Because all of God's goodness is about to consume you. It's like you're sitting in the middle of a tornado, but the outside, the outside of the tornado is just God's spirit and it's just stirring you and everything you have toiled about is about to just come and consume you. Everything, including the love of the father. Most importantly, the love of the father is going to consume you. You understand me? It's going to consume you. Okay? It's going to consume you. And let me tell you something. Because the Lord, he brought this to me. You ever see, like, not too long ago, where I live in, we don't get too many tornadoes. But we have got, like, a tornado not not too long ago. it It was not too long ago. And it was amazing to see how one person's house would be touched. But the next person's house wouldn't be touched. And then, you know, one tree will be uprooted from the root. And then the next tree will just be standing there. And you are getting ready to see that some people aren't going to be affected about what God is doing. But you focus on what God is doing for you. You focus on that. Don't be looking around for seeing who else is getting affected. You worry about yourself. Okay, the the word says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. He talk about you. It don't say seek the kingdom of God and everything else. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And then everything else will be added on to you. Don't worry about what's going on with other people. Worry about yourself. Okay, that was for somebody. That was for somebody. Um, Lord, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray and then I'm going to let y'all go. Because I don't, I think I hit everything I wanted to hit. So we're going to pray, and then if Holy Spirit won't have his way still, he's going to have his way. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just thank you for this word, Father. I thank you for this encouraging word, Father. 
for your children, Lord, for your people, Lord. I thank you for using my vessel to birth out this word, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord. And I'm asking that the child receiving this word, Father, that you will begin to show them that they are a curse breaker, Lord. Just let the, the chains fall off of them, Father. You said who you set free is free indeed, Lord. Who the son sets free is free indeed, Lord. Show your child just how free they are. Show them how the curses are reversed, Lord, by your blood, Lord. By your blood, show them how you have deposited your spirit within them, Lord. Show them that if you are for them, Jesus, can nobody else be against them, Father? No spell, no witch, no warlock can go against the blood of Jesus, Father. And I just plead the blood of Jesus over your child, Lord, over that child that is going through those witchcraft attacks. I plead the blood of Jesus over them because can't nothing come up against the blood of Jesus, Father? Can nothing defeat the blood of Jesus, Lord? And that's what I plead over your children, Father. In the name of Jesus, Lord. I'm just praying, Father, that in the midnight hour, you whisper in their ear, Lord. You tell them your promises, Lord. You you, you just encourage them, Father. Allow the comforter come to do what he has came to do. Comfort your people, Lord. In the name of Jesus. And I want to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Family, I'm telling you, once you see where the Lord is bringing you, you're going to be like, all of it has been for my good. (laughs) Remember, what did Joseph say? Joseph said to his brothers, hold up, now I got to find it. Hold on. Hold on, family. I'm going to try to be quick about it, but hold up. Oh, how did he, what did he say to his brothers? Hold on. Okay, I'm like flipping too fast because now I'm at Exodus. Hold on. <laughs> um, let's go to Genesis 45. All right, we're going to just read the whole thing. It says Joseph reveals his identity. The very people who thought they know know Joseph, he had to reveal himself to them. And I need you to catch this for your life. I need you to catch this for your life. The very people who think that they know you, even to to yourself, you will have to reveal who you really are. Okay, God is about to reveal who you really are. Okay, Joseph could not stand it no longer. There were many people in the room and he said to his attendants, I'll all of you. So he was alone with the brothers who he, when he told them who he was, then he broke down and wept. He wept so loudly that the Egyptians could hear him and the word of it quickly carried to Pharaoh's palace. I am Joseph, he said to his brothers. Is my father still alive? But his brothers were speechless. They were stunned to realize that Joseph was standing there in front of them. Please come closer, he said to them. So they came closer. And he said again, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into slavery in Egypt. But don't be upset and don't be angry with yourselves for selling me to this place. It was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. This famine that has ravaged the land for two years will last five more years and there will be 
either neither plowing nor harvesting. God has sent me ahead of you to keep you and your families alive and to preserve many survivors. So it was God who sent me here, not you. And he is the one who made me an advisor to Pharaoh, the manager of his entire palace and the governor of all Egypt. Now hurry back to my father and tell him, this is your son. This is, this is what your son Joseph says. God has made me master over all the land of Egypt. So come down to me immediately. Listen. So the. Like, y'all can finish reading if y'all want. That was the main part that I needed. Like, you gotta know it was God who sent you ahead of people. The people who betrayed you, God sent you ahead of them to preserve them. Because once these people see what God has done in your life, they are going to be like, first of all, I thought you were dead. (laughs) I thought you were good as dead. You know? That's why God allows the witchcraft attack. Because he wants to show that witch that it's still nothing you can do with a child of God. Then, then, then she has to bow. Then she will have to bend a knee to the name of Jesus. Or a warlock, he had to bend his, his knee to the name of Jesus. Because there's nothing you can do with a child of God. And the Lord is about to show people that you are his child, Okay. And he, he is greatly pleased with you. So family, I'm going to let y'all go. Okay. I pray this word has blessed you in the name of Jesus. And just when you get off here, go to the Lord or just declare out your mouth. Say, I am forgiven. Jesus has forgiven me. Jesus has set me free. And I know if the son sets me free, I am free indeed. Okay. So I love y'all so, so, so much. And let's say this together. Most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.